May I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we hear two very, of two very different people and circumstances in our Old Testament and Gospel readings. But they maybe shared some emotional, mental, and spiritual characteristics. And maybe we even share those with them as well. In the book of Amos, we hear a prophecy that in the vagueness of our snapshot shows us there's a big deal going on. God is using Amos to warn and hopefully provide for Israel. We have backed up a full century from our readings about Elijah and Elisha. The kingdom of Israel is divided. When Amos lived, he was the second generation of those experiencing this division of north and south. It was a time of confusion politically and spiritual challenge. Into that, there was also a great migration into the north where Samaria is. Spiritual challenge was intertwined with political happenings. Historically, Israel had valued worship in a certain location as a priority and with heavy attention to particular procedures or really literature, liturgy, excuse me. In this two-kingdom layout, there were now two different locations for worshiping God, north and south. This led to some variations of liturgy and values. This is where the conflict between Samaritans and Jews began. And we see in our gospel reading the depth of hate between them. But we must note that Samaritans are Jews too. It was a geography change regarding spirituality and religion, not a change of who was worshipped. The Samaritans and the Jews followed the same God, the same God we follow. Amos challenges our image of who God is and who we are with a grave warning about exile. We need to be careful how we interpret that. God is not pushing out, but inviting in. The prophets existed to call people back to covenant when they had strayed. The illustration for this in this passage is the use of the word plumb line. It is interesting to note that the ancient Egyptians actually invented the plumb line tool. It is a tool used by construction workers and painters, which may be familiar to us, to find true vertical. It may simply be a weighted string, maybe chalked, to hang against a wall to show true vertical. It prevented things from becoming crooked, right? In this passage, we hear God calling Amos to be a plumb line, to be a prophet, to invite God's people back into following, invite God's people back into true vertical. Historically, this was a confusing and pressure-filled time politically, socially, and religiously. In the midst of warning, we see God's heart, really, of compassion and mercy, wanting and welcoming, bidding to come back. In our gospel reading, we hear more of God's welcoming. We also see God's approachability through Jesus' response to the lawyer. Our reading begins, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. There's so much right there. 
A person could feel the freedom to stand up in front of Jesus and test God. And Jesus welcomed the interaction. We can ask our God anything. What is interesting is the lawyer asks a question that he knows the answer to. So there must be something more that this lawyer is looking for. Like the time of Amos, this is a complicated time. Jesus has turned religion and spirituality upside down while also stirring politics. A time of confusion and stress. The lawyer seems to want to understand his responsibility, what is required of him, perhaps looking for limits or parameters. The shock of it all is that there are no limits. God calls us to love everyone all the time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Love. God invites us into love and God asks us to love. In this interaction, we are hearing the Samaritans come up. As I said, the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. And this hate was palpable. This, this story Jesus tells illustrates it. In fact, at the end of the narrative, when Jesus asks who the neighbor was, the lawyer cannot even bring himself to say the word Samaritan. He simply says, the one who showed mercy. It was that bad. Amy Levine, in her work, The Misunderstood Jew, writes on this passage and helps us to understand the depth of contempt and distaste between Jews and Samaritans. She writes, We should think of ourselves as the person in the ditch and then ask, Is there anyone from any group about whom we would rather die than acknowledge? Levine continues, Is there any group whose members might rather die than help us? If so, then we know how to find the modern equivalent for the Samaritan. That is a lot of hate. Jesus in the story and interaction is calling people, us, to love in ways that look scandalous. Love that is so other and transcends so much hate. This Christian life demands that we lay down our personal judgments and prejudices while also maintaining our allegiance to God, and that squashes our opinions. So challenging. We live in a time when there are strong opinions everywhere, and there is great challenge around us. No matter where you align yourself on different issues, they are pressure points. Roe v. Wade, the January 6th hearings, gun violence, police brutality, racism, the list could go on. All are stirring, and as a backdrop, we still live in a pandemic. It is a stressful and confusing time, not unlike the time of Amos or Jesus. What may encourage us is that times such as ours have happened before historically. Great political, social, and religious upheaval and challenge. I do not doubt that we will get through it, but it is hard. And when we are not at our best, it can stir hate. 
one thing we do see about us humans throughout history is that we do not get along very well. What a stark contrast to Jesus' call to love. I think in this difficult and challenging time, Amy Levine's words can confront us. They may cause us pause to reflect honestly on who do we hate and who hates us. The punchline for that is to consider how to love and how to receive love. As we navigate these turbulent times, may we have the grace to hear the challenge to love and the willingness to respond. In the midst of all the varying things coming up each day in the news, please know that we at the cathedral are available to listen and to talk. Taking together the plumb line of Amos and the challenge of the lawyer to love brings to mind a quote by Edwin Markham, an early 20th century poet that illustrates the need for inclusion, loving when it is hard and feels other to us. He drew a circle that shut me out, heretic, rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in.